Hey everybody, it's Nathan with the Birds in the Lees. We are back once again, and it's like day 100 of the corona quarantine. And uh, I have to tell you that uh, we are ready to get outside a little bit more. But uh, I'm here with Kim. Kim's my wife, and if you have been listening up to now, you know she's really awesome and has many wonderful insights. And um, we have been on a journey of telling our story. Kim is... uh, uh, been with me for 15 years. We've been together. In fact, I would say for almost all of that 15 years, we have been married. Actually, 16 years now. More than the 15 More than years. the 15. Yeah, yeah. 16, because we were dating for a year, pretty much, mm-hmm. or we met a year before. But if you've been following um, what uh, our story has been, you know that it has been one with a lot of ups and downs. Sometimes it felt like a lot of downs. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, what we, we, in fact, we actually sat down and talked about this today. Uh, what we want to do is, obviously, we've said from the very beginning, we want this to be something that is re- relatable to those who are in the same position we are, and mm-hmm. that is a family and ministry. But as we continue to tell the story, you know, obviously, stories can tend to uh, get really long. And, yep. uh, you know, our purpose is not just to tell the story. It's to go back and, and reflect upon the individual pieces and uh, give an opportunity for both of our voices to be heard and for those uh, listening, to, if you are, to, to interact with that. And, uh, you know, um, we're getting kind of uh, almost to the point where we're caught up with where we are today. But uh, if you um, were with us last time, you heard that, uh, uh, you know, basically we, we moved to Pittsburgh and uh, we had, you know, been in ministry for many years. Well, not many years, but almost 10 years. And then uh, we go for the stream job um, and we face quite a few um, trials in the middle of it. You can go listen to those in more detail, including the uh, death of a parent and then ultimately me losing my job. Kim, looking back on, you know, kind of what we've done before, is there anything you want to add to that? I mean, are there any thoughts looking back as we've been reflecting through this story uh, kind of feelings or, uh, you know, things that have come to mind. Cause I know we're going to get into more of those details, but like right now, just sitting here, mm-hmm. you know, where are you at with all of this? I mean, I, you, you're never over something, right? You're never necessarily past it, but, um, I think we're in a, I knew we were in a place when we started talking about it and accepting our wrongs in those moments. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think there's a point where, you know, obviously you can get into a, a mode of, I don't want to say maybe bitterness is too strong of a word, but mm-hmm. yeah, maybe it's bitterness where you see others as the sole source of the issue. But, yeah. um, you know, we had our own part to play. And in fact, we even said that in the midst of me losing my job, the statements that were made of, well, it's it's not really anything you did wrong. Those were difficult because at times we were looking for a, a reason. We were looking for why did this happen? And yeah. uh, that family, was really difficult. Yeah. As a family, we always strive to, to be better people, um, better in ministry, better in uh, relationship, better friends, mm-hmm. better children, whatever we need to be. We try to strive to be better people people yeah and when you have nothing to look at and say well they said we were too um cynical i'm only saying that because it has been said of me yeah i mean well we've all had things said (laughs) Um, about us that you know with no goal to um change yeah there was nothing to make better so the only thing we could make better was what we did moving forward yeah we had we had kind of had to come up with it on our own and and where our story picks up is 
you know, we've left. Yeah. Ultimately, we've mm-hmm. left. And, and we were sitting there chatting today. And I said, you know, it feels like there's two parts to our whole life story. There's everything before 2011 and up to 2011. And then there's everything after. So five years-ish. Five years-ish. And, and then, then there's 10. Yeah. Where we are now. And I think it's important to denote the the length of time it took us to even get to this point. Which was twice as long as it took for us it took us twice as long to recover as it did for all of this to happen. Yeah, yeah, and I, I've heard that before. I've heard that sometimes the recovery is much longer. And by recovery, yeah. you know, like you said, the hurts don't ever fully go away. There's things that remind right. you. There's things that you see, uh, whether, and, you know, part of that's been the issue with social media. I can remember immediately after all that happened, you you booted me off social media because every time yeah. I got on there, it was just a reminder. Um, yeah. And it was pretty brutal to mm-hmm. see the things that we did and be reminded of what happened. Um, the good news is, you know, we get to this point in which mm-hmm. we'll get in a little detail in a minute about what happened and it feels very far away yeah. to me. I don't know how it feels for yeah. you, but it feels very far away to me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, most of it does. There are some of the scenarios that feel awkwardly close as well when we talk about scenarios at church that we're trying to fix or... You know, whatever those can get eerily close. What do you mean by eerily close? Like, um, like getting close to what that felt like? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, as far as you know, when we deal with someone that's struggling or having a really hard time, and it reminds me of somebody from that church. Sometimes those emotions will get stirred up. Well, I could even tell. I even know that for you and and myself as well. Sometimes statements are made that sound very familiar to things yeah. that were were said. Yeah. Um, even, you know, in full disclosure and honesty, you've actually had conversations with staff at the church we're at now, mm-hmm. been very open and, and they're very open staff, which is awesome. Yeah. It's yeah. the most, it's the most transparent and open staff I've ever been a part of. Right. Um, and, and that's a huge blessing for us, but you've been able to walk in and say, Hey, look, you know, when you say these things, this is where my gut immediately mm-hmm. goes and yeah. to find that kind of reassurance and, uh, you know, the, the, you know, the truth is that's not where we're going with these statements, but we get and, yeah. and understanding where you're coming from. Right. You know, I'm hoping that as people listen, you know, maybe even people who were a part of that time in our life, if they listen to this, at least they can understand our side of it. They may right. not agree, but at least they can understand the perception or, we had. Or maybe even understand um, the church's end of it. Yeah. I, I understand what portions, you know, could have been done differently. Yeah. Um, but I mean, for me, I know you, you have a very strong desire for churches to, to realize you don't want to make those same moves that mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm really like, I just want you to know what it was like for us. You yeah. know, there's a part of me, it's like, I want, and maybe that's just our different personalities. Yeah. You know, um, I just want people to be, to have an, uh, well, it's not empathy. I can't think of the word. Is it empathy, you know, to kind of well, relate to the feeling or, it's not yeah, sympathy. Yeah, but you're talking about it from a point. It's almost like a um, wisdom. Um, More experiential. Like, experiential do you understand? Wisdom, yeah. Yeah, what we experienced mm-hmm. in that, and how whatever decisions were made can play into that. But you know, I think that's. Well, yeah. I mean, certainly part of the reason we started this and and even went down this road is because when you at the so when we got let go, we're on the way back. We're yeah. trying to find resources. For something, for some kind of encouragement or support, or is there a group we can be a part of? Yeah. It, it, what book do I need to read? Who can I talk to? And there really wasn't anything except no. There was one uh, doctoral thesis. <laughs> yes. 
doctoral that, thesis at Dallas, the guy wrote for oh, Dallas Seminary that yeah. was about the epidemic of pastors being fired. And the stories, what was interesting was the yeah. stories were way more horrible than ours. They were awful. They were terrible. But, but at the same time, it gave us complete compassion for if what we went through was, let's say, on a scale of 1 to 100, a 70. Yeah. And what they went through was that 100. Well, who are they going to? Yeah, who are they going to? And, and you know, even in the midst of things being worse, you know, one story is worse than others. There were a lot of common threads in that, and especially in how they felt and responses and what they struggled with. Yeah. Um, and so you're right. You know, you look and go, well, who are they talking to? Because, yeah. um, you know, nobody's nobody really everybody's writing the book about how to make a great team and who you got to let go. But right. nobody's really writing the book of, OK, what if you find out you're the guy that they decide is not the guy on the team? Right. What's Where do next? you do? What do you do? Yeah. Because the assumption is when someone is let go from a team, they're totally oblivious as to why, you know, they, they, there's kind of this uh, uh they, they 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 cease to be a person even when you talk about them in the in the leadership books right mm-hmm. um, the John Maxwell books and stuff when they yeah. talk about the person who doesn't fit on the team sometimes it can come across as like they're the bad guy yeah and we got to get rid of them because it's almost like they're a Batman villain right the person who can't work on the team but sometimes the person who's on not on the team anymore is just someone who thought they were doing their best right. who thought that they were working as hard and just really wanted to and they suddenly find out that they're out they're on the yeah. outs and. You know, I think that's the book that somebody needs to do. Of course, you're pointing at me, mm-hmm. uh, or us, me, or me, both of or us. us. You know, somebody yeah. <laughs> needs to be able to sit down and sit there and say, hey, you know what? There's there's definitely a need for people to learn. Like when you are that person, uh, yeah. you're not just a faceless entity. You're, you're a person who has a family. and Or even when you quit ministry, yeah, right? Yeah, even when you I quit. I mean, the, the support that can be lacking, I, I can't even begin to count the amount of pastors that have stepped away and felt completely isolated (coughs) based on a decision that they made themselves and everybody still loves them but that to integrate back into mainstream work is hard yeah to go from ministry to to the 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 corporate world or however you want to say it the yeah and there are uh, no private sector maybe is the way you say it yeah there are no um there's nobody out there that knows how to do that. It, it is very frustrating for the average pastoral person. Yeah, yeah. To make that change. Yeah. So, well, we are going to go ahead and get into the uh, the last. I, well, not really the last. I mean, the story obviously is is going on and on, but right. it's the next step. And I think over yeah. the next couple episodes, we're going to kind of bring us back to where we are now. I think this was good to kind of reflect a little bit on where we are in telling this. But yeah. uh, if you were with us last time, you know, we left off with, you know, basically we're driving back. We're driving. We decided yeah. we were going to go to Fl- Flower Mound. And uh, that was sorry. That was the trip where Garrett. <laughs> yeah, our son squished. had a meltdown with an applesauce packet and squirted it on the ceiling, which was one of the funniest things. Yeah. But again, those moments, things like that, that's what we needed. Yeah. I remember those things. We laughed so hard because there was so much hurt. Yeah. And then you know, we, we talked about I had to go back, and I remember uh, going back and getting the rest of our stuff except for the chair that I left. And uh, th- that drive, it, it was funny. I, I listened to one song on the whole the whole drive back, mm-hmm. and it's a song that I don't even – it's not even really one of my favorites, but I listened to it. But, you know, I remember sitting in the hotel. We had the dog with us and yeah. Jessica and Garrett, and, you know, my dad's driving the truck, and we're with my mom. It was just such a – surreal moment but it was good because we spent a lot of time talking yeah it was it was a lot of time on the road yeah it was a whole lot of time on the road and then 
you know, I'm coming back hoping to get a job at the Apple store. Mm-hmm. That was my big, that was my big plan. Yep. Cause I couldn't find anything else. <laughs> it was like, Oh, the best I can do. I mean, no, it's not yeah. bashing the Apple store, but, um, you know, and, and spoiler alert, I didn't get the job. Um, <laughs> I actually, uh, they hired a woman who called it the Apple phone yeah. over me, but mostly that's going to lead into one of the things we discovered. And I think it's a good topic for us to talk about down the mm-hmm. road. You too have a lot of input and that is that transition. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you go from being a pastor and sitting there trying to explain to someone, Hey, the things that I did as a pastor, they translate into these right. other jobs. It's, it's a job like any other job, you know, and that's mm-hmm. hard. And then you're sitting there going, okay, I've been a stay at home mom for three years. Well, I've been a stay at home mom who's been taking care of my father. Yeah. I never really got the chance to stay at stay home. at home, yeah. but you would be considered that by others. But really, right. let's say this, you were non, uh, non formally employed, <laughs> yeah, non formally employed, non formally employed, mm-hmm. but now we've got to be there. You yeah. know, we have to do that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, what was your, I mean, cause you took a big risk at this time. You took a big risk. Yeah. So, um, I, when we got back, essentially pretty, like within nine months, got my real estate license and jumped into that. And for those of you who are outside of the state of Texas, um, real estate is basically a contract labor Mm -hmm. and you have no um, insurance, no health care. There is nothing that you would get at a standard working position, no 401k. Um, But I was of the mindset that if there was a time to try, it was now. Yeah, and I remember you coming to me and asking me, and you know, this was an interesting place to be because I, this was my thought process was, well, if you believe you can do it, then I trust you. Yeah. You know, and and I think I remember saying, you know, you followed me all over the place. It's my turn to do that. Yeah. And I couldn't find anything. Right, and so you were home anyways at weird hours, and you know, not, it really didn't matter what hours I worked because you were yeah. home. So it really was as far as hours wise. A great choice at the time. Yeah, it was. And and I was able, you know, it was a good time for me because I spent a lot of time with the kids. I spent a lot of time taking them to school. We got them, we got Jessica plugged into school. She got her kindergarten year, which was odd because she was in kindergarten nowhere. Well, she missed the first semester because yeah. we moved in with your mom. She did. Uh-huh. And we were living in an area of Dallas where we weren't going to send her to, to public school necessarily. Right. Um, but it was good family time. I mean, we spent... We such even, good family time. Yeah, I mean, we it was almost... I mean, it's kind of a lot like being quarantined, right? Yeah, we were definitely <laughs> quarantined, except it was a little bit different. They were littler, and, and yeah. we could do things like we jumped in the car and drove to Colorado for two and a half weeks. Yeah. And we hung had, out there at the cabin. Yeah, we had some really neat memories yeah. come and out of And just, just be together mm-hmm. and feel like we'd been together for the first time in three years. And I think there was definitely, like, I, I don't like the term soul care because it sounds kind of cheesy to me but that's really what it was I mean it it honestly was is we were just getting some time to um you know be together and and reflect but at the same time I'm looking for a job and I'm getting turned down like time and time time and time again any job I could find now I did get a job at Lowe's working the loading dock which was fun and academy and academy that came later but I remember sitting there you know those those kind of hands-on you know the other retail jobs Lowe's was less of the retail side and more of just the driving forklifts and and that was good. That was fun. And, yeah. uh, you know, it just didn't pay enough. That mm-hmm. was always the issue. It was just you couldn't get the pay. The insurance took forever yeah. to get. We were paying out the nose for it. Ugh. And, you know, I think I think ultimately, you know, we were blessed um, that God allowed you to do the real estate. And yeah. to be honest with you, you did really well. I did. I think yeah. you, you took off right away. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you did uh, new home sales for your mom a little bit. 
Or no, yeah, with another company. Another company. Yeah, with another company. That and that's a whole other story. But um, they and that's not the best schedule for a mom yeah, with kids. Yeah, you got to work weekends and every weekend. And every weekend, you never get a weekend off. You don't get many holidays yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you know, but you're doing well. I think you launched very well. Yeah. And uh, you know, ultimately, we moved back up to where we were from, mm-hmm. and uh, we got a rental home, which was great. Had a great landlords who loved us, yeah. and we thought they were awesome. They were very sweet. And we were able to kind of stabilize a little bit. I remember we, you know, we we got a house because, yeah. um, you know, we felt like that's you know this goes back to the, the the story about the playground, yeah. You know the the playground in our yard. We wanted something to give our kids somewhere yeah. to just say, hey, we're finally here because right. we figured out that we had how many times did we move since oh, we got married? I mean, those first five years, it was like thirteen times. Yeah, or we, something. we moved like thirteen times with yeah. a. With two kids, mm-hmm. one of them not really aware because he's so young, but the other, she she just didn't yeah. get used to being in a place. And, yeah. you know, we, we've said that this second part of the journey is kind of the healing part. It's the it's the recovery part. Uh, but at first it doesn't feel, I mean, it feels, you know, there's kind of a deep breath, but then it's like, okay, well, now there's this other set of issues we, we've got to deal yeah. with. There's yeah, a the whole em- other set. The emotional set of issues of moving past um, the pain. Yeah. And yeah. starting a new life. Um, we, you know, we went from trying to engage in a church full time. Yeah. To not having a church. Yeah. I mean, we, we went to my dad's church for a little while, but that mm-hmm. was a long drive for us. And, yeah. you know, I do, I do think one of the things I appreciated was, you know, I was out. I didn't want anything to do yeah. with and And he kind of did the dad thing where he's like, well, no, you're coming to mine and you're going to, we're going to give you opportunities to teach and things yeah. like that. We need you to stay. We need your skills to stay honed in doing that. And I appreciate that because it did ultimately, um, I think that was part of that process of healing. But, you know, I didn't want anything to do. And at the same time, what we said earlier, you know, I'm on social media seeing the people who took over for me and feeling like, you know, those who had built a relationship, with the exception of like one or two, Mm -hmm. you felt like you were easily forgotten. It was like, okay, I've got three years in with these people. Well, let's be very real that... (laughs) Forgetting our address six months in a row to get us documents that we needed, they would call you every month. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> we were definitely. I forgotten. had forgotten about that. You remember that stuff. I don't. Yeah. Um, but I think for me, more it was just feeling so abandoned and mm-hmm. and and just like misused and really like feeling you know worthless yeah. and as a failure now. I have two very close friends who were here. It, this was another interesting factor. We moved back, and mm-hmm. you know, th- after three years, even our former students, everybody's moved on and gotten their own life, yeah, which graduated, you can't blame them. Gone to college, yeah. yeah, it's totally understandable. They've gone off and lived their lives, and you've missed part of that. Yeah, and so there's this weird airlock kind of. Uh, I'm going to be nerdy for a minute. There's a there's a great book called The Forever War by uh, Joe Haldeman, and it talks about a guy going to fight war in the future. Mm-hmm. And every time he goes out to these planets, it takes him years to get there and years to get back. So every time he comes home, everything's mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. Everything's different, and it's and it's a metaphor for Vietnam. But mm-hmm. y- you know, people come back, and relatives are gone, or friendships mm-hmm. are gone, and that, you know, f- in some ways, it felt like that. Is yeah. we're we're coming back and. People have their own new circles, and we're not in that anymore. And I remember you and I having long conversations where that really, I struggled with that hard. It, it was really lonely. I mean, I have one sweet friend, Christina, that we we really have been tried and true for 
many, many, eight, many eight, years. Eight yeah, years I mean, now. it's been it's been a while. And we're not I like we don't have to talk every day, but when we do, we laugh and we cry and we, uh, you know. But it took a while to get those kind of friendships. Yeah, and I don't and I, and I obviously have my own. I'm terrible at keeping up with people, so I have to also take my own responsibility in that because. Yeah. Um, I'm not really good at that. It's just not how I'm bent. And so I've lost contact with friends, and I regret that um, very, very much so because we were so close. But mm-hmm. I just remember being almost feeling very foreign being back here, like yeah. you're in a whole new place, and it's not home necessarily. And you're trying to find that place you're going to land. And in the middle of that, you're looking for a job. You've got a new career, so everything's new to you. Yeah, it was a stressful time. Yeah, you're meeting new people. You're doing well. I remember those days. I mean, I was working for you until yeah. you fired me, <laughs> and did. then uh, yeah. yeah, that didn't go over so well. Yeah, we don't work well in a corporate kind of sense together. <laughs> We're better in ministry together than we yeah. are in a job. Job, um, of course, ministry is a job. That's a silly thing to say, but <laughs> anyway. Um, you know, so we're, you know, I don't know, you talk about the emotions of it and I'm, you know, I feel like there was this exciting thing for you, but you were balancing that with the, the feelings and, and I'm just going to say it feelings of betrayal because yeah. that's the only way I can describe what you were feeling. And from my point of view, I think I was still kind of frustrated, um, saddened mourning my dad and to have that put on top of it. I really didn't yeah. deal with it for four or five years yeah i would yeah. say the first church that you got a job at mm-hmm. i don't know if we can say names well you mean after but, we got back yeah yeah i mean mm-hmm. that was another step in the healing that was great yeah. i i definitely think that that you know okay so we got back you kind of went back and forth between a job or two yeah you know and and minimum wage jobs. ended up yeah ended up at a great church locally uh-huh and I really believe that we were put there to heal. Yeah, and 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 kind of a out of the out of the way kind of way to get there, and and yeah. doing a job that I never thought I would have done, and that was working with children. I mean, I've been a youth right. guy, and I, I find myself in a situation. I remember when I was applying for that job, and I brought it to you, and it was mostly curriculum writing and creative stuff. Yeah, it wasn't being the children's pastor; it was you know being a part of the team. Right. Um. You know, I wasn't the guy leading the team. I was just part of the team. And I brought it to you. And you said, oh, you'd love this. This is what you need because mm-hmm. you don't have to have all that weight on you. And I right. think uh, what that did was gave me the reflection time of the mistakes. Even when I was interviewing for the job, and they'd ask me, you sure. know, hey, you got, you know, this was, what, what, what would you see you doing now? And I was like, look, I made a lot of mistakes that I finally addressed and figured out what they were and this is my chance to make up for them yeah and uh, i think that was what that did in 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 continuing to learn because i don't think i'd be where i am now if i had not been there first yeah i don't think i would have been able to because i learned a lot of very valuable things Mm -hmm. um and and i think for you it was good because they were very very they were almost the exact opposite in terms of staff families that the previous place was i mean 180 degrees you were welcomed, brought in, right. you know, loved on. The kids were. I mean, it was just this yeah. completely um, unique situation. And in mm-hmm. fact, leaving there was very hard. It was real hard. It was real hard. <laughs> it was the time, but it was really hard. Yeah. And I remember sitting there thinking, you know, in a, a church with a massive staff and having mm-hmm. all these people in one room appreciating your time. And you weren't even in like the, the top leadership, but appreciating what you no, were doing. I was like. I mean, you on that staff would have been considered like fourth tier and they 
didn't see a difference in that versus yeah. uh, you know when you're yeah. talking about pastoral admin, if you had a, if you had a flow chart right yeah, you, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm here in all wherever that do, is that's yeah. natural and it helps it's not know. a minimization of nope. the person it's Mm-mm. just where you where you operate but i mean to feel that um you know to see the tears because we were leaving and yeah. they knowing that we were doing it to bring the kingdom more people. Yeah, we wanted we wanted to step out because it was time and and yeah. we needed the opportunity that God was leading us into. Mm-hmm. Um and he was very clearly showing us that. Yeah. And uh you know, that's kind of where we we land where we are now, but mm-hmm. you know, even then those first couple weeks at the new at the second church were still many of those feelings. Yeah. Um that you know, what you'll find in this story is that one, interestingly enough, those that one year where all of that happened, or mm-hmm. three years really, but the one year where everything just kind of collided, um, it it marks everything so much that it's reflexive. You, you, your reactions to it are just so uh, natural that when you hear, you know, the hurt it comes out so quickly. It doesn't yeah. happen as much anymore, but when it does, it's like boom, you know. Right. And, uh, you know, that's, that's difficult, especially when you're wanting to be able to step up and, um, y- you know, serve others when yeah. you, you really need to be, you know, in some ways there needs to be some care done for you. Right. Um, and I think that's, what's been so neat about the place we are now mm-hmm. is just the, the very, the, the honesty and encouragement, not just, Hey, you're doing a great job, but mm-hmm. speaking directly to you in an honest way of saying, this is what you this is what you need to know mm-hmm. right this is where you have value and you need to know word for word specifically what it is and i see them do that for you too yeah and uh you know i mean i i don't know that i've ever been a place i'm comfortable enough to say um to look at the lead pastor and say i need you to be my pastor for 30 minutes yeah and that was i remember that conversation it was mm-hmm. such a cool conversation to be able to walk in and go i'm not i'm not nathan's wife yeah i'm a person in your congregation and I need to talk to you, yeah. You know, um, because yeah. this is what's going on in my life, and to have him listen, right, in the way that he does, that he's so good at, um, you know, it just puts us in a really unique place. Even more so now that we can look back with a more objective viewpoint. Go, okay, yeah, that's right. Um, and now we see situations pop up where stuff we learned, you know, previously, we can go, okay, yeah, we're not going to do that in this new situation <laughs> that is now. Yeah. We are now on the other side of that, right, right. right. We're going to handle it differently. And uh, I think, you know, as we start to wrap up our story, the story's not really done. No. No. Well, I mean, it's never done. But even the stuff (laughs) we've already talked about is not necessarily done in this podcast. No. Because what we want to do now is, you know, in the coming episodes, what I want to do, especially with Kim, is I want to go back and pull out some very topical things that I think are the themes that run through this whole story. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I'm not necessarily cutting us off right now tonight, but we're going to go back and go, okay, so let's talk about loneliness. Yeah. And we're going to start having some guest speakers. Yeah. We want to have some guests on. We want to really get to a point where people can say, gosh, I'm really struggling. Oh, I really slaughtered that word. I'm really struggling. It sounded right to me. I don't know. (laughs) You'll hear it when you listen it back to it. Um, I'm really struggling with um, having a friend at church. Yeah, yeah. How can I? How can I go about that? How do I maneuver that? Yeah, or because even even you can have friends, but you're always still the staff wife. Right. You know, right. and you always know more than everybody else. You do. So you know they more. Think. So they think <laughs> you know more than everybody else. Yeah. 
But even then, you know, when it's time to go, yeah. you know, do the relationships sever? What do you have to do mm-hmm. to try? When do you try to keep it maintaining them? Because, mm-hmm. you know, now you've got to put all this time into these other relationships mm-hmm. because you want those to be healthy. So, yeah, um, I think that's been, you know, especially for you has been a big theme of just that. Yeah. Where do I fit? Where's where's my puzzle piece go? Because there's a certain amount of loneliness in that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think that's a, that's a good turning point because, you know, we go through this. And I think more details of the story will come out mm-hmm. as we talk about those topical things, yeah. um, how we felt and situations that came out that that really identify those things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, the the moment I, you know, you know, OK, yeah, there is some insecurity. So if someone says X, I'm going to, you know, inside crater because X sounds like this over here. And, right. you know, and we'll get into that. So um, do you have anything else? Any more thoughts on tonight? No, it's a good end. But I think it's a good end. I think we probably need to start getting some speakers lined we up. We do. I've already got two in <laughs> mind. So, yeah. yeah, we need to get some guys uh, and women in here to uh, to share with us because there's a lot of people who are experiencing the same thing. Yeah. And uh, so, hey, we really appreciate you guys continuing to listen. We know that you guys are out there because we see it in all of the uh, listening threads that people are actually following along, which we yeah. love. Um, if you uh, want to leave us a message, uh, you can do it, um, like, say, on iTunes in the comments. We'd love to have some comments. We'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, Kim's going to be working on getting a Facebook page up that starts to promote this even more. Um, but we know we're getting the hits, and uh, we really appreciate that. But you can uh, you can email us at podcastinglees at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Let us know what you're thinking. So um, until next time, this is Nathan. And this is Kim. And we're the Birds and the Lees, and we hope you have a great quarantine. Mm-hmm.